Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The Arizona Cardinals make an investment in Kyler Murray. You can mark this team off the potential list of Jimmy Garoppolo suitors. And the most valuable player isn't the most valuable player. We'll explain. I'm Kaidani Stevens in for Peter Bukowski. Well, Kyler Murray's officially getting paid now. He signed that five-year, $230 million extension. We have to check in with Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy. Last time I talked to you, you were in panic mode, so now I'm sure you're in a much better mood now that Kyler Murray's locked down long-term for your team. Yeah. I mean, this is a lot more rational of a move than trading for Hollywood Brown and then drafting a tight end in the second round when you have Mm -hmm. a bunch of other needs. Kyler Murray is going to be the future of this organization as well. He should be. This is the first time really that the Arizona Cardinals have invested in a young quarterback and just allowing him to grow and progress and become a star in this league like everybody expects him to be starting in 2022. And, you know, there's all the offseason drama that's kind of behind them now. Obviously, he's going to be there for quite some time. But how does that help them in the short term as well? Because I know um, with the cap space this year, it will be helpful and what they might be able to add to kind of get this going quickly. Yeah, I mean, through 2024, the Cardinals don't have a cap hit of over $40 million for Kyler Murray, which sounds ridiculous, but on a quarterback scale, it's pretty good. They, they uh, free up $4.6 million, I think, for 2022. They need to go get a pass rusher immediately or a corner. Jason Pierre-Paul's still out there. Joe Hayden's still out there. It's not the best of all worlds, but for under $5 mil, you can get one or both of those guys, depending on the market, and they desperately need to fill several holes still depth-wise on the defensive side of the ball, or they're going to be in trouble this year on that side. Is there any questions? Obviously, everyone likes to point out that, you know, they can't do it in the playoffs, and he's so young. I mean, is this really just something where he just needs to develop and locking someone down with this much talent was just the right thing to do? Yeah, people need to chill the hell out. Did I say that politely enough? People need to chill the hell out. So this is this is what I've been telling people. I've been asking people, imploring people to have tunnel vision when it comes to Kyler Murray. Don't look at Joe Burrow. Don't look at Justin Herbert. Don't look at Patrick Mahomes. Don't look at Josh Allen. It doesn't matter what those quarterbacks have done at all. There is zero effect that those quarterbacks have on the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray is not perfect. He's still learning. Yes, he's not 6'5". Okay. Yes, he's, he's been hobbled over the last two years, but in no way, shape, or form is Kyler Murray not the future of this organization. And in no way, shape, or form should he have not gotten the cheese like he got today, because not only does he deserve it, but the Arizona Cardinals desperately need a quarterback like him to pave their way into the relevancy of the future. Because since the 1960s, they've been relevant for maybe 10 of those years, 12 of those years, 15 of those years. When you sign a guy like Kyler Murray to a long-term deal, you almost guarantee relevancy. And in the NFL, that's what it's all about. Yeah, making yourself legitimate, obviously showing that they're serious about this by giving him that long-term extension and just worrying about your own, right? So is this going to help them recruit going forward? Obviously, so many questions before this move was made about what they were kind of doing in terms of direction. Is this hopefully a good sign for them? Kai, we almost got there. We almost oh. went positive the whole damn time. Here's you know what? I had to go. I had to check. <laughs> Here's the thing. So probably it should. This year is going to predicate a lot of the next handful of years, especially because the salary cap's going up. There's a lot of guys on this roster that may not be on the roster in 2023, depending on what happens this year. I think the linchpin in all of this is Cliff Kingsbury and if people mm-hmm. trust that he's an NFL head coach. 
I have said, and I'll continue to say until he proves me otherwise, and I hope he does, Kyler Murray wins more in spite of Cliff Kingsbury than because of him. And if he can evolve like Kyler Murray has, and that all changes, that's fantastic because he's going to be around for five years after this year. His contract extension doesn't even kick in until after 2022. So will it add a little juice, a little sugar to get some free agents over here? Potentially, it should because it's Kyler Murray and wide receivers would love to get the ball thrown to them by Kyler Murray. But it's really going to come down to how the Cardinals can react to the downfall of last year and hopefully put up double-digit wins and get a playoff win this year. Stay up to date on the Arizona Cardinals by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and the Locked On Cardinals podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, a team that Jimmy Garoppolo definitely isn't going to go to. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all of your gambling needs. We're going to take a look at some futures for the Arizona Cardinals. Bet Online has them in the middle of the pack as far as odds to be the highest scoring team. Their odds are set at 20 to 1. The Cardinals' win total has them as a fringe winning team. Bet Online set their over under at eight and a half games. Kyler Murray has something in common with Dak Prescott. Odds to win the MVP. Bet Online has both of them at 25 to 1. BetOnline is where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Bo still knows. Former sports superstar Bo Jackson helped pay for the funerals of the 19 children and two teachers killed in the Uvalde school massacre back in May, revealing himself as one of the previously anonymous donors. Jackson, whose rare success in both the NFL and Major League Baseball made him one of the greatest and most marketable athletes of the 80s and 90s, told the Associated Press on Wednesday that he felt compelled to support the victims' families after the loss of so many children. Quote, I know every family there probably works their butts off just to do what they do. The last thing they needed was to shell out thousands of dollars for something that never should have happened. Jackson said he felt a personal connection to the city he's driven through many times. Uvalde has been a regular stop for a bite to eat or groceries before a long drive farther west to visit a friend's ranch on hunting trips. The Cleveland Browns signed former first-round pick Josh Rosen to a one-year deal. The Browns, who faced the possibility that starter Deshaun Watson could be suspended under the NFL personal conduct policy, are looking to enter training camp with four quarterbacks. That means they have one more yet to sign. Rosen, the number 10 pick in the 2018 draft, last played for the Atlanta Falcons in 2021, completing two of 11 passes with two interceptions. Watson and Jacoby Brissett, who was acquired in free agency this offseason, will essentially both be QB1 entering training camp. The Browns are planning to start Brissett in the event that Watson is suspended. Who cares about titles anyway? Bill Belichick certainly doesn't. The New England Patriots finally announced their new coaching staff in the wake of Josh McDaniels' departure, and there will be no offensive or defensive coordinator named for this season. Belichick said, quote, I'm not big on titles. We have jobs to do. We'll do the jobs. The question of which coach coordinates the attack and calls the plays into second-year quarterback Mac Jones lingers as the team prepares to hold its first training camp practice on Wednesday. 
The Smart Money is on the head football coach of the Georgia Bulldogs. Kirby Smart has agreed to a new 10-year contract with UGA that will pay him a record $112 million through the 2031 season. That sets the record for both highest total contract and highest yearly salary among college football coaches. For those of you wondering, Nick Saban over at Alabama will make just a paltry $10.6 million a year through the 2028 season. Smart's teams have reached the college football playoff twice. During his tenure, Georgia has won four SEC East titles and one SEC championship, and of course, last year's national championship. Here is another story you need to know. Jimmy Garoppolo has officially been cleared to seek a trade for himself. So we're trying to look at some different avenues, possible landing spots for him. We're checking in with Chris Carter at Locked On Steelers because that's kind of a unique one we haven't heard too, too much about. So how could this kind of come together in your mind if this were to happen and Jimmy G was to come to Pittsburgh? Uh, there would be, have to be a lot of things that would need to happen for Jimmy G to even possibly set foot in the city of Pittsburgh. For for one, the Steelers would not need to clear, need to clear cap space. Right now, they have about fourteen point three million dollars of cap space, which is pretty good for this part of the year for them. Normally, they're around the seven eight range, and that's just the emergency money that they keep stashed away in case someone gets hurt. But Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, if you look at his his salary cap hit right now on the 49ers, it's $26.9 million. And if he were to even just be cut, I think it would be like he would be, he would, they would only, it would be $1 million left over. So if he was to be traded, there would have to be some considerations put in place by the 49ers. Like, hey, the Steelers, they're not going to eat that kind of cap space for Jimmy Garoppolo. But mind you, they're not getting this guy unless there's a bunch of injuries that happen. I don't think it's just one injury. They went and signed Mitch Trubisky to start free agency because they liked the idea of a young starter with 50 starts under his belt. They kept Mason Rudolph because he actually has the second most starts under Mike Tomlin in the in Steelers history uh, behind Ben Roethlisberger, of course, and they drafted Kenny Pickett. The, those are their three guys. They also have Chris Alatakun for the practice squad, but unless something happens to two of those guys, I don't see any reason for them to go after a Jimmy Garoppolo, who he's not an outstanding quarterback. He's okay. You know, if, if he was a free agent, maybe they would have signed him, but they're not giving up any sort of capital to take on more capital at the quarterback position when they have, you know, a backup quarterback in Mason Rudolph, a guy who's a veteran who's been around the league a little bit in Mitch Trubisky and the first round draft pick, they hope to develop into a franchise quarterback and Kenny Pickett, Jimmy G just, it would be a tough sell in Pittsburgh. And certainly because also, I mean, you get Jimmy G and then what? Like, right, are they immediately a Super Bowl contender? No, not really. So no. you're just kind of like putting yourself in the middle of the pack there, right? Because at this point, not full rebuild, but they're kind of trying to rebuild in, in the sense that find a new identity, right? Without Ben Roethlisberger, where do you see them at right now with what they have? Right now, the their their first identity is that they're going to be a defensive team. You know, last year they were dead last in rushing defense because of all the injuries they sustained on the defensive line. Well, they went and got Larry Ogunjobi, Tyson Alualu's back. They drafted the Marvin Leal. They're confident that their their defensive front is going to be much better this season, and they'll be an even better defense than they were last year when they led the NFL in sacks. The key for the offense is going to be. Najee Harris they got to find ways to open up opportunities for him if you go back and you look at at what Ben Roethlisberger's distance his average uh, average depth of target was it was the lowest ever of his career at 7.1 yards per target so 
that was that that means that most that his average target was seven yards away a lot of his passes were around the line of scrimmage a few yards in front of the line of scrimmage and not further downfield Mitch Trubisky Kenny Pickett whoever wins the the, the quarterback battle that's going on in Pittsburgh they're going to be throwing the ball further down the field they're going to be giving the Steelers receivers chances to attack vertically which we haven't seen too much of the, the last few seasons and I think that's going to change the offense and in turn if they hit on some of those deep shots to Deontay Johnson or Chase Claypool or George Pickens, that's going to force safeties and linebackers to slow up a little bit from what they've been doing the, the last year against Najee Harris when they were crowding the box, attacking the, the, all the gaps because they weren't scared of the Steelers' deep ball. That is the biggest thing they need to do. They don't need Mitch Trubisky or any of these guys to play like Patrick Mahomes or to be a top 10 quarterback this year. They Hey, just hold down the fort when, when, when people bite up on the run and play and, and, and they call play action throw it over their heads, hit the open man. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't able to do that deep down the field enough last year. I think these guys will have a better chance to do it with their arm strength, and they'll be more, a lot more mobile than he was to buy time and take advantage of openings with their feet. I know we haven't hit training camp yet, but what are, what's the likelihood that we're going to see a, a significant amount of pickets starting for this season um, for the Steelers? I would say not that likely. He was third. I was there for all of OTAs and minicamp. He is still it's a third string quarterback going into training camp right now. I do. Mike Tomlin places a lot of weight into if you've proven yourself as a veteran in the NFL, he trusts that. But they love Kenny Pickett, and, and as a person, I covered Kenny Pickett at Pitt. They loved being in the same building. The Steelers and the Pitt Panthers, they train in the same building every single day. So they've seen him for five years now in his time with the Pitt Panthers. So they love him, but they're not going to rush him. They want Mitch Trubisky to kind of lead this offense right now. You can hear it from Cam Hayward. You can hear from Najee Harris. All these guys are talking about, hey, right now, Mitch is the guy. But they're also making sure that Kenny's ready whenever that time comes up. Cam Hayward even made Kenny pick it. Get, get his practice locker right next to him because he wants to be over every day. There was one time I'm interviewing Kenny Pickett and uh, we're, we're asking him, he's like, Hey, so you learning names and everybody, you learned everybody's names yet. And Cam Hayward kind of just sneaks over his behind. He's like, did you learn my name yet? Yeah. Those type <laughs> of moments. I, I, they want Kenny for the long term. He's the only way he starts this year, Kai, is if Mitch gets hurt and even and they might still even be space for Mason Rudolph to come in and start because he has that starting experience. Mitch is the guy for now. Kenny's the, the guy to the next guy. Let's put it that way. Also, I'm still, I'm still going to call it Heinz Field. I'm really upset about that. So it's <laughs> putting that out there. I can't. I'm not ready. I still call him the Staples Center, the Staples Center. I'm just going to be old school like this. I can't do it. Can't I feel you. It. Stay up to date on the Pittsburgh Steelers by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Steelers podcasts on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Each day this week, Locked On has brought you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. You can check out the entire top 50 currently available on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Coming up, the most valuable player in the NFL, according to our list, probably not the most valuable player in the NFL. We'll explain. Locked on NFL has been bringing you the top 50 players in the NFL who move the odds for bet online this week. And we have made it to the top of the list. Notably not at the top is the man who has won back-to-back MVP awards. Locked on Packers host Peter Bukowski, who also normally hosts this show, Locked on Sports Today, left us a message right before he had to take a vacation and get out of town upon learning Aaron Rodgers was not the most valuable player. 
two players more valuable than the two-time reigning league MVP? Explain it to me like I'm five. I'm Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers, and I cannot for the life of me figure out why Aaron Rodgers is third on this list. We just voted. We just had this contest. And guess what? Aaron Rodgers won it back-to-back seasons. They've given a word out for this. I don't know if you know that. The most valuable player. And two years in a row, Aaron Rodgers won it. But let's go beyond just the accolades. Last year, in a statistic called Estimated Points Added, who contributed most to scoring, Aaron Rodgers led the league in EPA per play. He led the league in adding value to his team. And in fact, if you take the per play numbers and average them out over the course of a season, he was worth more than eight points per game that he created essentially by being Aaron Rodgers. Now, the question is, how much more valuable is he to his team than their backup, than Jordan Love? Well, we saw this. We got to see it in action in Kansas City. This was the number one offense in EPA when Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback last season. When Jordan Love was the quarterback, they got in the end zone one time against a defense that had been scuffling for stretches of last season. How is anyone ahead of Aaron Rodgers, especially in a season where he does not have Devontae Adams? He's going to be their offense this season. No one can be ahead of the most valuable player at being valuable. Peter clearly upset with our list and I can't blame him. He had to take the week off. I'm happy to fill in for him while he takes a breather after Aaron Rodgers didn't quite make it up to number one. We did make this list in conjunction with Bet Online about which players move the line the most. And there's a reason that we all don't know how these bookies work because they're the ones that set the odds. So it's nice to get a little insider information, even if we don't quite understand it. And finally, J.J. Watt showing once again why he's an overall good guy. And of course, he was the Walter Payton Man of the Year winner back in 2017. On Wednesday, a Houston Texans fan tweeted that she was selling a pair of J.J. Watt sneakers and her Watt jersey to help fund her grandfather's funeral. Within minutes, Watt had responded and said, quote, don't sell your shoes and your jersey will help the funeral. I'm sorry for your loss. This is the second time in the past year that Watt has offered to help pay for funerals because he's just an overall awesome guy. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now you can go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast. Make that your second listen. Coming up on Monday, which team will come out ahead after the MLB trade deadline is all said and done. At least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.